This week's episode is brought to you by Scottish Accents, a great way to say the word great. I'm not doing a Scottish accent right now because I am terrible at it. So just, it's brought to you by Scottish Accents in spirit. Scottish Accents. Oh, it's going to be a great day. See how bad I am at that? Nexus at night. We're here recording a podcast, and in the next room, my roommate is watching Glee. And that's just something I have to think about for this entire episode. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. And I'm Alex Kramer, also known as Nem in some other social circles. Nice to meet you, Alex Kramer and or Nem. I will try and keep the Seinfeld jokes to a minimum. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the theme... The- theme song is playing in my head like water dripping (laughs) oh yeah i heard about this uh there was like a door sensor that someone rigged up so like when they opened their door one of three bass riffs from seinfeld would play and i was like that's cool that's cool but that happens every time you open or close the door no matter what's going on so like i'm leaving and i'm taking the kids make a man go crazy yeah so that's a thing anyway today we are talking about uh great nature a clan that i love and yet we invited a guest here like with my better judgment but against my emotions uh because we're talking about great nature in the premium format and the reason we're doing that is mr kramer why don't you go ahead and tell us uh what you did with great nature in premium format yeah, so I competed in Chicago this year, and I was the only undefeated player going 9-0 in Swiss, and I ended up getting top 8. Congratulations. Thank you. How far into the top 8 did you get? Uh, I, I had only gotten to top 8, and I'll probably be explaining that a little later. There's some shenanigans with that one, but I, I had just gotten top 8, you know, enough to get the mat. Right, of course. <laughs> Most important part. Yeah. The real prize. What was Absolutely. the mat, out of curiosity? Oh, uh, the mat was all the uh, progenitor dragons. Ah, okay. Oh. Well, that's it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And uh, compared to the ones that we got in Team League, it's like one of the thicker mats. Ooh. Yeah, yeah so it'll last longer, or whatever. And Absolutely. You won't have to retire it as a mouse pad. Um, so much like our, uh, Dark Regulars episode with Solemn Vanguard, I'm just going to ask you, uh, why don't you go ahead and take us through BCS Chicago? What were you playing against? What were the games like? Let's go round by round here. Absolutely. And, um, I'm just kind of, kind of preface that I more, most of my experiences in standard, a lot of my premium experience, I've kind of gotten through osmosis through the St. Louis community that I play a lot of games with um we were just messing around the previous evening just drinking and having fun and just playing a bunch of premium just getting me uh ready for the event they basically told me two things plants are scary and don't give sl2 counterblast so with that in mind um so to start off the rounds round one um my opponent did not show so that was kind of nice um they assumed they just wanted to sell their marker just like me so uh, got the win there. Uh, round two, I played against Ezel. He ended up getting his uh, combo off 
with uh, he went to grade four. I was at grade one, and I'm just like, oh, this was a this was a mistake. <laughs> 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 just uh, spear cross X, and I'm a lonely little duckbill, just sort of looking at him. But um, I just um, I just kind of controlled the damage pretty early. I didn't want him to kind of snowball into me, and um, I ended up taking it, um, recovering advantage. I usually. Balearl is kind of your big sort of swinger, but if I'm feeling like I need advantage, I'll go into Managarmi Aram. So yeah. combine that with Leopold to get some pluses, I ended up getting a call two and then getting a five drive off to sort of recover. So I ended up winning that one. Um, round three, I played against Plants, and I wasn't. I I remember not. I remember not doing too well because I'm also kind of learning these matchups as I go along. And um, what I did was I ended up using my Spangled, my G-Guard, to sort of try and dig for more defensive pieces. Uh, um, the throw your hand at the wall and see what happens strategy. I I know that's Spangled's cool. Spangled's clutch. Um, oh, yeah, that thing's great. It's, it's, one, it's one of those G-Guards that just lasts for way too long. Like, a lot of flip G-guards you don't really use that much anymore, depending who the clan is, but for Great Nature, that thing's gonna be around, I think, forever. Mm-hmm. And I managed to pull another heal trigger that I needed to guard um, his last attack, so I was able to win out that one. So that was nice. Um, round four, played against another plant. Um, that's gonna be big recurring theme. Plants were... <laughs> Everywhere? Very popular. Oh yeah, plants. <laughs> well, so the thing is, plants were very popular in Chicago, but not a single one top aided. So that was interesting. <laughs> okay, so the the reason plants are uh, so prevalent, and I learned this from fellow Nexus Corey and Gabe, who he is to plants what I am to Great Nature. So uh, mm-hmm. the reason that this is everywhere, and uh, especially now that the ban list came out, but even before that, it's because the deck is so cheap to put together you literally just pick up the standard pieces you don't run any you don't run the vr everything is triple r or below uh and then the only like premium card you need is the amber clone from the trial deck which is like what three dollars and then your g-zone is just katarina and cray elementals and your g-guards and you're done it's like super easy to put together and uh, as gabe puts it a little brain dead but uh Maybe that's why they didn't get into top eight because they didn't have the intellect to to best the, <laughs> the plays seemed <laughs> the plays seemed pretty simplistic and also like it it um it, yeah it's and also like I think I was playing against a couple of people that I I in my opinion I didn't think had like the best sequences but um yeah so um like this guy for example nice guy but he I don't think he really played the matchup correctly at all he he tried to stall me at grade two. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is my sta- this is standard leaking over. And I'm like, wait, let me just ride grade three first and get a bunch of advantage. So uh, I proceeded to do that. Um, I did double crit him, so it didn't it didn't that didn't hurt. Skill, <laughs> we take those. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he couldn't push me with his Katrina turn, so I just pushed back and won. Um, round five was plants again, third time in a row. Um, I yeah, I'm not I'm apparently not having. Um, trouble with this matchup. I had actually kind of prepared a certain tech card, and I ran a Fonk instead of Ferniides for the Kagero matchup. I thought I was maybe yes! the Dauntless Blademaster. <laughs> I, okay, I, I have ran a Fonk as a one-of literally just for Kagero, and people have called me crazy, 
<laughs> and I'm finally glad I've met somebody else who agrees with me. Otherwise, you just flip it for Bala Earl. What does it matter? Or uh, Aurum or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's... Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny you bring that because um, um, yeah, it, I didn't I didn't see the retired matchup, but I'm still glad I had it because it's like I'm well, I'm not gonna fight against Chaos. Um, I'm not. I'm just not going to see that matchup. I don't eat Ferniides. So, yeah. um, so um, he. One thing I remember from this one is that he misplayed. Um, in that when he went to um, he went to his grade three second, but he couldn't stride. Uh, he forgot to use Maiden of Trailing Rose's skill during the main phase and proceeded oh. to battle phase and swung. Oh. And he's oh, like, no. he's like, Trailing Rose skill, and I'm like. Oh, that doesn't activate during the battle phase, does it? And I'm like, so you're swinging with the te- you're swinging with the 10k golem. So, uh, you yeah. know, it's 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 regionals. You got to have clean play. So once again, mm-hmm. you take those. Um, I did. He tried to. He threw his, his whole hand down to try and get me on his like next Katrina turn. So he triple drives. So he knew the entire cards in my hand. So I kind of like I kind of swagged out on him a bit, and I went into Zoa and I called a heal trigger and hit him for game. <laughs> that's the most baller move uh this was well says to explain my mindset um like i said mostly care about standard not as much premium um i i was like i was not worried like the entire time during the tournament i had packed my bag with like smash brothers in and i was ready to play that in between rounds or when i went next to <laughs> drop so the whole time I'm just like, all right, this is happening. So um, round six, I played against Ezel. I played against um, uh, John Shaden. I don't know, John oh. Shaden. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we we know this fellow well. Yeah, yeah um, he was he was a he was a nice opponent. It was um, it was a difficult match at the start, um, but as I noticed that Ezel kind of loses steam later, and he wasn't able to finish me off on a. Um, uh, a zero dragon turn, and I was able to beat him with a third stride Balearl. It was like twenty eight k to everything, and it's just it's overwhelming at that point. <laughs> Though early in the game, I did a two to pass, and then he just double he puts everything on Vanguard and double crits me, and I'm like, this game got hard, but <laughs> gotta believe. <laughs> yeah. we, we we got through it. We got through it. Um, round seven, uh, I played against Plants again, and there wasn't too much significant about this match. If you're not messing with my field, and I have my combo pieces, and I'm able to set up early with my conduct bill, uh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, going from round seven to eight, there was three undefeateds, uh, and the and you're all aware the point of Swiss is to get to one undefeated. If the when if one of the undefeated that got down pair won, then there would be two undefeated. And we would have a ninth round. Uh, that did happen. Uh, my opponent was like, "Oh well, you know, we're both going to make top eight, so he just gave it to me, oh. which is which is cool." Uh, mm-hmm. He was the he was the melody player that got top eight. So there was um, either two or three Bermudas. Um, I played against the Ange player in top eight, and he was the other Bermuda, I believe. But he, nice guy, nice guy. I, and apparently his build was like super unique, so got to take notes on that one. So I had kind of the equivalent of a two-round buy, just in round eight rather than round two. Um, so that was kind of nice. Round nine, I played against the person who ended up winning. I played against the Luard player, okay. and... Yeah, this guy, he was really nice, but 
his deck was not working for him. I I went first and I just I just aggressively just I just went for it because I'm like you know I'm still XO. I'm like whatever. I'm just gonna throw all my cards down. I got Smash uh, Bros in the bag, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I pushed him to four, like early rushing him, and he. I, I don't know if it was a misplay or if it like it's the only thing that he could do. He kind of threw all of his hand cards down to achieve ritual ten with more Festa, mm-hmm. and it it. I was at I was at one damage. I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. losing, and him just throwing more hand cards down. I'm just like, well. I I'm just gonna kill you next turn. So that's what I did. So um, that was Swiss rounds, and I was I was obviously extremely happy with my performance. And there was a lot of people like, "Dude, great nature's in table one." I'm like, "Yeah, let's <laughs> get me out of here." <laughs> so um, we did deck check. That was easy. I think everybody just wanted to get out. Um, so I did. Uh, so I went to top eight, and I played against. The Ange player, who he got third, I believe. He got third. Um, he crit me on his grade one, grade two, and grade three drag check. Fun. Oh. Yeah, and uh, I was I was watching I was watching his video, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> I kind of sacked him, and I'm just like, yeah. But I mean, you know, we if I was having my deck kind of work for me the entire time, I expected some sort of uh, retribution. You know, yeah, in some fashion. Um, I did get a fifth damage heal, and I was at five. I, I this was actually the first time in the tournament that I stalled at grid two because I didn't want to give him first stride when I was at five. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, so um, what ended up happening was uh, oh, and then he sea breezed me. I was like, wait, I thought people didn't run sea breeze <laughs> anymore because of the new stride rules. But it didn't end up mattering uh, too much. Um, at the end, so I got a uh, ride and stride, and then he got a stride, and I used two spangleds to dry and dig for. I needed one more PG. I spangled for eleven cards, and then I spangled for four cards. I I, I threw down a lot of cards to try and dig for another, th- and, and obviously to adequately defend, but um, I just couldn't find it out of the last four cards in my deck. It was like, I think I checked, it was like second to last, and I just couldn't get it. So, I was out at top eight. That's still a very valiant run, especially against mm-hmm. something like Neo Nectar, which, even though it didn't top, it's still like, it's everywhere. Oh, absolutely. And um, a lot of my playtesting the previous night so where I lost against plants like eight, ten times in a row, I'm like, goodness, this deck just makes tokens out of nowhere. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> I, I had the standard pieces. It was something that I was considering running, but um, yeah, Great Nature's Bay. So <laughs> Don't got to tell me twice. Um, <laughs> so uh, what do you think you um, could have done better or... If, if nothing, then. so I think I think overall I was pretty pleased with my performance. I don't. I'm trying to remember if I misplayed. I don't. I don't think I did. I think my play, despite being inexperienced in premium format, I think my play was actually 
pretty optimized. I think. Oh no, I do remember one in the top eight match when I was deciding whether or not to ride. Um, because, like I said, I didn't think Seabreeze was a thing. I actually had an opportunity to ride into a, uh, into another grade two, and I chose not to. So um, that could have probably made a difference. I, I think it would have. Um, but a lot of my mistakes that I had made with my play was in um, the only other tournament I had played in premium was our shop challenge. And it was um, I was playing against one of my very good friends and teammates, and I... And this is a problem sometimes ha- I have with card games a few times where I don't recognize an opportunity to win where I would have been able to Zoa him when I was super down and I would have been able to get it, but I chose not to and chose to defend. So I guess that it, it, I guess to answer your question, um, being I'm, I'm an aggressive player, but even looking for more opportunities to be even more aggressive. Um, so, and um, uh, in terms of deck deck was fine um and <laughs> it was kind of funny because when i was listening to one of yeah. your i was listening to the episode of solemn vanguard and to kind of help prepare for this and you had uh you had mentioned your uh distaste for hamske i know it was a uh, mm-hmm. standard in particular and i gotta tell you that i 100 percent agree with that <laughs> i am anti hamske <laughs> like it, again it's not a bad card it's i don't like using it but i know it's the best option at the moment so for for standard for sure for premium somebody oh, commented no. like oh yeah hamske topped and i'm like i didn't use hamske yeah no not not for premium i actually uh ran into like a guy who goes to my shop he had premium great nature with hamske just for that like extra excel circle mm-hmm and I was like, "That's a thing, I guess." But it, the the margin he for error so bad. is way higher. Yeah, like if you, if you fail, you fail hard. Um, I'm I'm a stats man, and if something doesn't usually work almost 100 percent of the time, like the Amsky ride chain, I will probably not opt to run it in a regional environment. In a locals environment, of course I will. Mm-hmm. I but, think like the number I aim for is like if it needs to work like 95 percent of the time or something. Mm-hmm. And then I like feel pretty good about it, like especially like the check top whatever. Like yeah. I want to play enough whatever so that I'm hitting like almost all the time. Uh, I'm I'm kind of and and along that same sort of thought, I'm kind of um, experiencing that right now. I had recently started playing. Um, I had been testing OTT and I mm-hmm. picked it up and I'm like, ah, oh, where 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 are my girls? Where are my sukus? They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Just when I needed them the most. So one thing I wanted to ask, uh, you brought up uh, when you said that you're kind of looking for ways to like win the game against uh, your friend. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, do you mean kind of like a situation where like you're thinking you're t- you have this issue in card games where you're thinking about surviving more than thinking about winning? Well, um, no. So usually I usually well people at locals know me as an extremely aggressive player, and that and that can sometimes kind of blind me from searching for win conditions. Oh, I um, see. And, and I kind of, I have this, I have it a little bit, that I've been actually kind of fixing by playing, uh, and I've been fixing this problem by playing Magic the Gathering. Um, okay. um, because controlling weather, con- controlling resources and um, a game of inches, basically, is how I'm sort of training myself to sort of be a little bit more smarter while being aggressive. Yeah. 
That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like in these crowded board states, sometimes you can have situations where you're like, well, I can kind of edge out, you know, like edge uh, slightly above my opponent where, you know, now they're forced to do something. Yeah. And I, I can describe the exact exact situation. It'll make much more sense. Um, the turn that I was could have the turn bef- uh, before I could have gone Zoa, I used a Monoculus to guard rather than something else, and mm-hmm. I kind of just threw away the combo piece I would have needed to win with Zoa. So I see. Yeah. So that was kind of the major thing. Yeah. Um, n- normally, um, people at my locals are very used to me playing aggressive. And um, I don't. I'm not sure if people at regionals, because I was playing against people that have never met me before. I I play fast, not in terms of like the my gameplay, but my tempo in mm-hmm. the game. So I, I think that was kind of what sort of helped me. Yeah, a lot of people are kind of not used to that, so it can be very shocking. Mm-hmm. It was along that same vein. I played Nova Grapplers and Standard. Like it was the same sort of decision making on that. Just sort of just go all in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in uh, in World War II, the uh, the Blitzkrieg, like Germans, uh, the, Germany's a- attack um, strategy was to overwhelm with a bunch of troops all at once, which at the beginning of the war was really effective because it's like holy shit, that's too much, and then you, you know you die. But once you get to like 1942, 1943, they're starting to run out of resources. And that you're kind of expecting the Blitzkrieg, so you get better at repelling the attacks. That's basically what your locals is. <laughs> yep. As yeah. a fellow um, Excel player, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, the the way I taught myself to not overcommit when it's not the best thing to do is to play slower decks. Um, I picked up Angel Feather for that reason, because it mm, in, in mm. standard, because it taught me to be patient. And it's like, all right, you're going to get there. You're going to win, but, like, you're not going to do this shit turn four. Relax. like Right. Because just... Angel Feathers has a very specific win condition that you need to, like you say, prepare for. Yeah. You have to curate it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. So, uh, with Great Nature, I, we'll, we'll leave a link to your deck list in the show notes if you'll allow it or if you don't want to yeah, that's fine also absolutely so. and i think you'll i think you'll probably find that it's I, th- I think it's like maybe seven cards removed off of like psalms list in terms of like the main deck anyway besides the inclusion of um uh bicolor baku over compass lion hell yeah uh, me too <laughs> well because um one, the you can switch off the retiring, so yeah. like you can keep an intercept on Belarel's turn. And then two, the actual answer is, I don't have any. That's another reason. <laughs> what I liked about uh, Baku's thing was that if you like, I hated when I would have like that hand where you just have too many triggers for comfort, where you're like, this mm-hmm. isn't helpful. So like, you put the crit down early and like call a duckbill. And then pick the the crit, and then he kills it, and then it goes back in your deck, and then you draw a card. Confirmed. I was I was able. I did that. Um, I did that a couple of times where I would call a trigger. Um, sometimes, sometimes I would call a. Um, if I had an abundance of like combo pieces, I'd call them down instead. But yeah, sometimes it was. It was sometimes I'd say probably like a third or a fourth of the time it was appropriate to call down a trigger, and it did help me cycle a lot. Mm-hmm. Having that option is really nice, especially if the card filtering can help a lot of consistency too. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And especially because as you get later in the game, any, like, Baku or any grade 3 you put on Excel 1 immediately becomes successful. Mm-hmm. Or, or anything around it, so there's not really that issue later in the game. Yes. Especially because even with Excel 2, because, like, Baku, Excel 2, and then just a 4K from Laurel is 20K. Or um, or substitute Baku with Rhino, and then you immediately make Rhino uh, live on your first stride if you're going first. Or if you get first stride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, how many times did you go into Excel 2? Because I know in Premium, it seems like it's deck out fuel. Uh, I might as well have not packed Excel 1 markers. Interesting. I went... I went Excel too every single time because, like I like I said in learning how to play a game of inches, um, that extra card ha- came in so much handy in situations where I it would have been make or break. I would not have been able to um, guard. And um, with premium games are usually over pretty quickly, it, it, with the exception of the Gold Paladin match. I had, the second Gold Paladin match I had. Uh, games were usually over by second stride. I think that was the only game where I went into third stride. Against John? Yes. I think that's how it's supposed to be. And that was our theory as to why uh, Ichikoshima from Premium Collection got banned, was because people were winning first stride with it. I needed to make room in my binder, so I took my Ikishima that was in there, I ripped it in half, and threw it in the garbage. Nice. <laughs> you probably didn't have to do that, but no, okay. no, 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 you did. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fuck necessary. Fuck that card. Fuck <laughs> that card. I I was um I was glad I didn't see it in. I, I did play against it a couple times, and the matchup is not impossible for me at all. Like it it is definitely beatable. Um, oh, but it just sucks. Yeah, it, it, um, that uh, oracle counting is uh, hands new, uh, hand cards new G's on. I'm just like, huh, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> or that thing where they open up with like three heels. You're like, cool, you have effectively twelve cards in your hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's like you kind of you damage control early so that if you get into situations with the unguardable attacks that you should be able to take it. But I mean, if they rip crits, then, you know, well, <laughs> unfortunately, what it is or have, yep. te- or have Tetramages. That's another way to do it. Yes. Um, do, do premium builds run Tetra do some, uh, yeah. So playing against, uh, Gabe's OTT, he ran, I think like two or three Tetra just mm-hmm. to like ensure the win because you just go because it's either you draw a card and keep it or you draw a card and put a crit on top like you don't have I do to like put that. a crit there you can just hold on to the card um i think that's effective overall so uh, no i i actually do like that a lot because yeah the counterplay is you know they get one crit and you're at three damage or they get no crits and you're at four damage then you're just like okay i'm fine yeah, the uh, the decks I was able to practice against were before this tournament were um, luck. Uh, I actually I had never played against uh, Bermuda Premium, which it made sense that was like the only one I lost to. I had been able to uh, practice against Luard Plants OTT, um, my twin plays Chaos. That's uh, kind of a that's kind of a funny matchup. I don't think uh, I, I really don't think that's going to be something you're like. What what was that matchup like? You're just like uh, make more Excel circles. I'm fine. That's, like, that's that was the thing. He locks my field. I'm like I make more field. 
<laughs> and also, at that time, I was running Ferniides only because I just knew he was in the tournament. Right. So, right. It, so it, it, uh, it'd be a non-issue. <laughs> Meta game on a smaller scale. Um, so knowing that your deck list is in the show notes, uh, could you explain some of your card choices that you think might need explaining? Yes, and uh, I'll go ahead and pull it up. Um, one of the one of the so I'll and I'll touch on a couple of questions I got asked is um, why only two rhinos? Uh, because people are like, oh, you know, the Monoculus Zoa combo is kind of your bread and butter, and I say that it's Mike not. is. Mike is so broken that, like, yeah, I agree with that, too. One, it's it's not, and, not, and two, you can search it whenever you want. So as long as you don't just throw it away blithely, like, you'll be okay. And the extra big belly um, really helps with um, with the restanding. It's essentially a fifth and sixth crayon tiger. Like, Yeah, I, 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 run, I run three in my build. And also, like, there are games where you don't draw into Leopold and sitting on blue belly isn't terrible like you you can at least get a free call and a life insurance and that kind of thing mm -hmm. absolutely um, though i i will mention i did not misride the entire tournament i rode lucky. leopold every single game every single game <laughs> yeah no i i will agree that it was lucky um <laughs> um and, so, and some of the other oh i had a one of in my deck lesser rider um, like I said earlier, that's um, it's kind of threefold. One, I just wanted to make sure I was prepared for the Kagura matchup. Right. Two, um, it is a if you can't reach success and you have Sabros and Duck Bills, you can make Lesser Rider retire itself per yeah. its effect. It did come up once. I I had two Sabros and a Duck Bill. I couldn't resolve. I top deck Lesser Rider. So I had a... I wrote a Crayon Tiger and called Lesser Rider to rear. So I was able to successfully um, get that effect off. Hashtag and puns. Three, <laughs> and three, my girlfriend likes Red Pandas, so I put one in. Sure. It is cute. <laughs> that is pretty cute. Uh, I, I always uh, called that skill where he like becomes artificially successful, the cheating skill. Because <laughs> he becomes successful, he, but at what cost? <laughs> and then he, re and then they realize that their success was built out of nothing, and that they're, and that it's a sham. And no, then they exit the guild. No, no. Then the, the rich kids bought his way. In, his rich parents bought his way into college. God fucking <laughs> damn it, Matt! <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. Just, just take it. Uh, what? No, nothing. Nothing. It, he wins. But, uh, yeah, the the uh, the rest of the deck choice uh, wasn't anything too out of the ordinary. I had already explained uh, bicolor Baku. Um, it, it it did actually because I remember I had a when I had Leopold Bolerol turn that I two Bakus on the field, and I'm like, if this was Lion, two of my units would just be gone now. Like this isn't the point that I need to retire, you know. Yeah. Anything anymore? Or sorry, not on a Managarmi Arum turn, not yeah. a uh, not a, a Bolero turn. They would have yeah, retired. Yeah, Balor <laughs> kills your stuff. I yeah. Was, like, confused. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, well, that'd just be two extra intercepts that I'm just like out of. So that was nice. And then yeah. Um, also, I chose. I opted for the four G heal ones. I was actually originally playing two and two. Same. But I. I, I didn't find myself in situations when I was testing where I would drop the 20k early. I think 
it might be it might have been more relevant the more Ezels I would have played, but it it ended up working out. I'm actually kind of surprised by that because I ended up cutting the G heels uh, in my build be- or before the ban list anyway because of mm-hmm. uh, Ichigashima because it meant uh, your, your G guards did nothing so you would at least want the 20k shield. Right. I I figured that I would have enough cards in my hand to kind of deal with it and also in the non Ikishima matchup if you you can uh San Kalpa you can just counter charge or counter blast counter charge with San Kalpa and draw a card so that's like kind of nice. Yeah, I love San Kalpa. Oh my gosh, that yeah. it's it's so good because you just make more circles to give power. I'm yeah. like this is nuts. And then also I, I, also fun fact if you were playing against uh, Chaos it locked cards town as open circles. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to get I had to get real familiar with that ruling. Um luckily I didn't have to judge when that was relevant, but Right. <clears throat> but you I, had it. So. Yep, yep. <sighs> um so now that the ban list is hit, um you 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 got your invite to worlds off of that, right? No, no, no. Uh, uh, top three, I believe, gets invites to worlds. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, um, but you know, got close. Yeah, and I was gonna say, like, okay, so you have this top. We have the ban list. Uh, how do you think this affects the deck uh, build in the future? Uh, the great nature build. Yes. Um. So I think that. So luck. So luckily, one of I, I would actually consider. Um, I would consider Ezel a bad matchup that has essentially been wiped from the from the board. So if I wasn't, so if I wasn't running G heels, I would, to me, consider putting them in now, especially because like um, Ikishima's uh, new Ikishima's gone. Gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> even though we still have the old one to contend with, um, well, sure. I, I feel like that matchup's going to be less relevant. Well, you can just play aggressively. And then you have uh, yes. a thing because, like, their main problem was a good first stride, and then now mm-hmm. what they will have to do is go into the old Ichigashima and use that second skill to just draw cards, and that's it. Like, there's not mm-hmm. not much pressure that can put on you. So if you can like find a way to you know rack up damage quick, you'll you should be able to close it out fairly easily. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, I'm probably going to cut the the um, at least I'm going to consider probably cutting the units that are anti-retire because if we look at what's probably going to be what didn't get touched here what's probably going to be topping it's Luard plants and di gold. yes di gas field yeah um, yeah I, I still think gold might make a splash they put because you can put uh, Kier from the main deck still right well it's not even that you can just so now instead of needing one card to go off, you, you need two, which is, like, that's not super hard. Um, right. You just need the Ezel and uh, Bowman, and you use old Kierf. Or, sorry, standard mm-hmm. Kierf. And then just use Ezel still to Soul Blast the Kierf and ride from hand. Right, Like you okay. would in standard. Like, so th- th- that's what uh, our editor Richard has been telling me. He's like, it's a slap on the wrist at best. Because mm-hmm. you get, like, it's slightly less consistent, but it's still good because you can just go, okay, ride, call Wonder Ezel, you know, superior ride from deck, draw a card off itself too. Oh, look, I drew another Wonder Ezel, call it, you know, 
rewrite from that. <laughs> and that that's more based on personal experience than anything else because the amount of times that man has drawn Wonder Ezel off of Excel 2 is giving me an aneurysm as we speak. So Yeah. Yeah, still a thing. Get good, Atlas. <sighs> I, I still think I still think great I still think great nature is uh, very equipped to as is to still deal with the current meta because like Luard and Plant you have the hand outlast them. Uh, Di can be a little bit tricky. I was actually I was fortunate enough to play against a I believe he's a KC player who came to our shop challenge that um, he's either a KC or Chicago player and he. He, I, I did a friendly against him where he played the um, uh, he played the Gastiel loop deck, um, right. and I I won that by once again using Spangled to dig for PGs. So okay, it it can it can be it. Yeah, shout out to Spangled. Yeah. Okay. So it it it's still I still it still can contend. Um, I think that it may have um it it, it will it will have issues with decks that have like for example like victor where it's like they you're not messing with their units much at all so they get still keep their really strong units and scale really well into that second stride so uh decks like that um if, if they do come back then great nature might have a little difficulty with but if everybody just meta slaves and picks luard and plants then then it'll be fine I'm actually kind of curious as to why Novas haven't really made a major appearance. Um, they see like that Buster stride seems pretty, uh, pretty good. I, the only reason I can think of, I was doing a friendly against my one of my local players who was playing Victor, and I was testing um, Gastiel. Yeah, um, that was the other premium deck I had at the time, and it was kind of just like he would have like you know, eight, six, eight cards in his hand. If I strode first, I killed them. If I strode second, I still killed them. So that might be kind of the reason where it can't handle some of these stronger, like, Morphessa turns or Katrina turns. So a glass it, cannon? Yeah, it, like, it, 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 it's, um, yeah, it doesn't have enough to sort of get to a winning position afterwards so but i mean maybe with maybe the new stuff will do some good for it i don't know i mean even just having uh azure dragon is such a good card to run in premium just because you go you you ride you get your free draw you do a skill you yes. get another card you get a call and a free attack before you've even strode mm-hmm. which is I, I, really good that's one thing I like about incorporating V bosses into premium is that all the on ride skills you you use the ones that have all the on ride skills so you can still get the utility of that and the stride. I think that's cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, certainly I have gotten a lot more appreciation for premium format because it didn't matter if I lost the dice roll, I could still play. Exactly. <laughs> I think most of the the skill in premium comes from the deck building. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's more on the front end versus within the matchup. I mean, like, obviously there are, uh, you know, complicated scenarios in general, but I think more of the minutia of skill comes in when you have all your cards fanned out on the table, and you're like, hmm, do I take you know, this thing? What? The biggest thing, what? too, is finding, 
is finding the cards you need to survive in situations mm-hmm. where you're like you're slightly behind. Mm-hmm. It's also like really big, like making sure you have that PG or that heal. And, and also to go back to um, to to when we were talking about maybe why Neo Nectar didn't top. Like, there's not much innovation there for Neo Nectar in terms of deck building. It's very linear. There's not a lot of surprises, so th- there's no w- way to really catch your opponent off guard with it. They're always going to get the same, you know, mm-hmm. six, seven attacks off, so um, that, that may contribute to why. And and there were a lot of, uni- like, especially because you can innovate a lot with Luard. You can innovate a lot with Bermuda. The, the card pool is huge for Bermuda, you know, yeah. so. And the same with Great Nature, because Great Nature is one of those clans where Bushiroad didn't pay attention to archetypes much, so the ability to mesh stuff together is a lot easier to do than something like one of the paladins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And th- this is coming from, like, I- I've been playing Great Nature since pretty much the beginning, and I'm almost glad yeah. they didn't give us, like, a sub-clan that, you know, not getting an honorary professor, of course, but, like, they never really bothered to try and over-centralize any of their support. They were just like... I don't know, fucking kill your shit and draw cards, go nuts, I don't care. <laughs> and then <laughs> now can, it's, I, I don't know, mill your shit, that. it's fine, go ahead. Like, like they they almost, it's like that, the, the youngest sibling of five, where they just don't care anymore, but that ends up being the coolest aunt. <laughs> when everyone else has kids, because like, yeah, we didn't try and, you know, convert them to Catholicism because they were the fifth kid, and now they're like, I don't know, they're 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 cool. Or whatever. Yeah, and I think a card that fully illustrates that, like, you would never, ever, ever consider giving another clan a card like uh, a card like Mike. You know, Mike's a bro. to get a grade three, just get a grade three. <laughs> you know, your favorite one. Just yeah. do it. <laughs> Anyone, and it scales so well because it's like you know when we eventually get uh, Isabel, you know, yeah, and if that gets incorporated in premium, up Mike can search it. Easy. Yeah, exactly. That like that's what I was doing back in the day. Like, you, Mike Saburo came out like late, uh, in or, or like early to mid G era, and that yeah. meant you could just search Big Belly, whichever Big Belly, um, and also like they for a while I was running that starter that could just kill itself. The rabbit, where you counterblast rest and then it kills itself. Yeah, I think I was. Uh, I think telescope rabbit was the one I kind of settled on for the most of the G sort of uh, lifetime. Yeah, well, because what it costs a counterblast. It was a counterblast, <laughs> but you had a guaranteed retire, which means you only needed one card. You needed Mike, or you needed Duckbill, and mm-hmm. God rest your opponent's soul if you had multiple in a turn, like. The, the so best good. feeling is opening with, like, three of those and a grade two. You're like, all right, you know, ride, call, call it rabbit, call duckbill, duckbill, Mike Saburo, pick the rabbit, you know, rest itself, choose itself. End phase, it Geotrain. dies. Yeah, end phase, it <laughs> dies, search a three, draw two cards. Go ahead. <laughs> G-retrain of duckbill when? <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure it's coming. Well, Let's uh, go. Oh, that uh, that actually does remind me. One of this deck's main weaknesses is its lack of 10k shields in the grade 1 lineup, That's besides Monoculus. That is what I was thinking of, because mm-hmm. most of our grade 1 lineup does not matter at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in standard, you run the, like, 
the otter because why not? You run the wolf because why not? Like, there's not really a lot of uh, mobility there. And then in premium, you have all of these, like, broken surge effects here. Like, whatever, man. It's, uh, it's fine. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, Silver Wolf gets 4K? Well, my front rear gets 20K, so... (laughs) So, it's that. Um, I I see... I've seen some builds running, uh, you know, Binoculus, but, like, this was just more centralized towards the doping and retiring and drawing, because, honestly, that's the part of the mechanic I've enjoyed the most with Great Nature. Yeah, it... My build is a little different right now. Um, the last time I used it in any significant uh, capacity was this last weekend at Locals, which is like, it was literally three rounds because I think there was six people <laughs> for, this premium, oh, man. <laughs> for this premium tournament. But uh, I played against Richard, who was using golds, and I, I, I went first, but he still had the whole Kirf thing. So he yep. strode first on me, and I still killed him. Because uh, our room is bay, and also uh, <laughs> I I use a little card called Field Glass Artery. Do you use him? Uh, I do not use him, but I am aware of what he does, and he is good. Okay, so my my whole thing is it means I can commit without really having to commit. So mm-hmm. like I I'll you know plunk them all down on the board, get them successful, and then they bounce back. And especially good if you like put the life insurance effects on there because you bounce and yep. then draw. So, um. I saw, not not for Duckbill and Mike Sabro, because they have to hit the drop zone, but for, you know, like, Big Belly or Crayon Tiger, stuff like that. Yes. Um, what's your opinion of Managarm Aurum from Premium Collection as a card? I, I really like him. I, at first, uh, when I saw him at first, I thought he was, like, a generically good card, but I wasn't sure it was what the deck exactly needed. Um, but when I was playtesting with him, I'm just like, wow, you know, when you're behind this, um, you know, this multiple, this additional drive can turn into a real, uh, it can get you back in the game and against the retire matchup, if they, you know, kind of knock one of your bigger units, you can just like, all right, I'll just call another one. Or I can do like a, um, like I'll have like a curious pony on like an Excel circle and then I'll vanish pony and then I'll use RM to call on the circle that pony was on. So it's, it, I, I, I actually really like it. And the fact that it has a G zone effect, that means that you can just keep going by Laurel cause that card is insane. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do for a stride is flip Aurum for the cost of Balleril. And then, yeah, absolutely. You, know, you know, you're attacking with your stuff, like, you know, suck the pony in or, uh, you call over something that's going to die anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, uh, another thing I'll do sometimes is you attack with the the Balleril boosted thing and leave your grade one booster standing, and then you call the Crayon Tiger from hand on top of it. So now you have a Crayon Tiger column to restand something else, and, like, there's just so many, like, different facets of the card that can be used based on the situation. Um, uh, uh, no. Another one that I explored was um, when my so when you lay down all your restanders, your opponent is calculating like, okay, I've got this many attacks until I die. I can defend one. A couple of the matches, what I did is I would call a big belly from Aram so that that would cause them to miscalculate and they would have had to account for an additional attack. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it came into handy a couple of times where they're like. Where they were either like, oh, 
crap, that was one off, or, oh, that card does that, and I'm like, it certainly does, my fella. <laughs> but yeah, I was, I was, I'm very happy with how the deck is right now, maybe only a couple tweaks here and there from then on. I'm, I'm mostly going to be focusing on standard now with the mm-hmm. uh, Infinity reveals, but um, yeah, uh, it's, it's good to have in my back yeah. pocket, and Happy to play Speaking my of all the new reveals, do you think anything revealed recently, like Raging Tactics just finished and we're starting to get the next set, do you see anything there that you think will be a threat in the future? So, um, in the little bit of background, um, what I do for my locals is I print off proxy decks for every single deck in the game. I've been doing mm. it ever since Standard started, so I've actually had an opportunity to already play with all the Raging Tactics decks. And... Um, it, 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 I, I real. I, if I had to rate them, I'd kind of say Tachi's and Spikes are kind of near each other, but I'm kind of putting Tachi a little above right now. Tachi, Spikes, Megas. Um, it's only a little worrying because the VMC, uh, Tachi had an extremely high representation, but it wasn't in top four. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think um, that Sweeper Krakano, the one that, the grade two, like the broken grade two. <laughs> oh, the, the, yeah. the, the one that just uh, like doesn't die? after three gauges <laughs> yes yeah. it, that card is so good that combined with like you put a uh, the grade one that uh you soul blast give it a gauge plus 5k for each one throw down a couple of those you're like okay i've got an 80k attacker that can restand <laughs> and are, are you looking at the tachi decks that are only playing four grade threes or uh yeah i saw that build i didn't really expect tachi to be the next luard but here we are um <laughs> Well, they have I, too many great twos they want to play, right? They just want to, yeah. like, we need to play, like, all of these. <laughs> what was, And what was surprising about that build is that um, they didn't include Noah at all. They had Savage Aggressor instead. And um, I do... PR we don't have, right? Yeah, yeah, we do not have that. I think that was from a tri- the first Trigger campaign in Japan. It, it was... Alongside a, with them. It wasn't Savage Aggressor. It was, uh... God, what's the name? Savage Aggressor is the Crit Trigger. Um, oh my bad, my bad. This is gonna. I don't kill know the me. name of it. I know exactly what you're talking. Grade yeah. one, grade one gets five k for every gauge under it, right? Yes, yeah. yes, that one. Um, where yeah, it's gonna be hard to get that one alongside a stealth melpede. Um, yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm, 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 I have this thing where I just complain about Bushi releasing promos in Japan and then never putting them in English. Yeah. They don't matter. Savage, yeah. Savage so Trooper. Savage. That's the Savage really, Trooper. Yeah. Mm, that's mm-hmm. the name we were looking for. Uh. I think a hidden, I think a hidden gem in that one is. Uh, I was originally kind of ragging on bad end. I didn't think that. I, I didn't think. I didn't think it was bad. I just didn't think it was going to be like relevant. I thought it was going to be like you know maybe a, a tech of bad end with Cyphered and uh, Bull Spike, but that that extra crit puts in a lot of work. Yeah. Did you happen to listen to our uh, set review for that episode? Uh for yeah, I, 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 I did not. Um, did y'all? What did y'all think of that? Uh, we, during that show for for bad end. Uh, do you know about a card called Good End Dragger? Oh, the grade four, yeah. And you know how the double break ride thing works? Um, remind me of the combo. Okay, so Good End Dragger. After he attacks, he puts himself back in G zone, and then he searches your deck for two grade threes. And then you ride one rested and call the rest to rear guard. So if you have a full field, you ride both at the same time, 
and it, they both count as being written on the original grade three you had. So after you attack with bad end, you put good end back, and then search for a bad end dragger and a bull spike. You ride them both, you call two bad end draggers to rear, and you also got two four circles out of the deal, and then now because you're on bull spike, you can start tossing the ball back and forth. Ah, uh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. I didn't um, hear about that updated one. It makes it really nice with the, the force markers. Yeah. Nexus at Night, right the Spike on. Brothers podcast? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could be if we, we just invited Proof back. We're gonna. He's always We could welcome. also invite him back for not Spike Brothers. We... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he could just be our fourth co-host. Please. For so many. Because <laughs> that's not going get to get in the way with that many people. Plus whatever other guest we bring on. Jesus Christ. Um... That just turns into a, cafeteria, a, a a cafeteria conversation. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened when he had like six on one episode. That oh was the Murakami episode, and it was awful. <laughs> oh my! Let's work. Man, we'll have to go and make a separate so blog post because we couldn't make any points over everyone else talking. Yeah. <laughs> like we're all like this is basically a Seinfeld episode. And then if if we get a fifth person in here, it's like that arc where George gets engaged, and then there's five of them in the booth at the same time, and like, those weren't good episodes, were they? Except for, <laughs> Not except for, enough room in the booth. Except, except for the one where, where uh, she tries to get his secret, like, ATM code, and then he, he's, like, hesitant about giving it to her. Oh, man. <laughs> I love Seinfeld. Um... So, you know, funnel, funnel, funnily enough, I, I, my girlfriend has finally gotten me to watch Seinfeld. Like I've seen like maybe a season and a half. I really, I really do like it, and I wish I had started watching it earlier. I'm surprised you, 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 uh, you didn't earlier. I have been told by baby boomers my whole life, "Hey, can you shrug for me?" And I was like, "God damn it!" So I finally read Atlas Shrugged after like. How old was I? I was like 16. 16 years of jokes by old people. And that book is terrible <laughs> and don't read it. The point is that, like, yes, I, I read it out of spite because of all the jokes. I'm surprised you didn't do the same with Seinfeld <clears throat> earlier. A Anne Rand is like... It, the quality of those books perfectly describes boomers. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, and then also... Okay, I need to go find the last week tonight joke about Ayn Rand now. <laughs> Oh, I think I think it kind of just like more went to like numbing rather than like oh Kramer and I'm like ha ha yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean Ayn Rand railed against uh, any sort of government assistance and then when she died she was on government assistance because she's a hypocrite screw her and screw her influencing people like Paul Ryan and that is not the time for that so I. Uh... <laughs> is there anything else about Great Nature that you would like to impart onto the listeners? that you think we um, this episode? Well, um, this is kind of a great nature thing, but it's more kind of a general thing. I feel like um, one of the things, I think it's very important to keep meta in mind, but I, I feel like in order to stay true to yourself as a player, play play what you want, obviously to like a degree where like you need to like consider what's good or not, but I feel like that when you're at your most comfortable, you're going to do your best, and I feel like that this specific build of Great Nature, which reminded me from a lot of when I played Big Belly and Giera, was 
you know, kind of the right fit for not just like the meta, but just for me as a player. So I think it's really important to keep that in mind because the regionals that I competed where I just tried to play meta, I did kind of less good. But, you know, comfort is something you should consider when playing in regionals. Yeah. That that is yeah. that that is a good lesson to to take. I think with you. Uh, mm-hmm. when people get kind of confused, they're like, "Oh, I just don't care about the meta. I don't care if this deck's meta or not." But you have to care about the meta, regardless. Yes, absolutely. absolutely, regardless. <laughs> it, it's 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 your job. Like a clan so much, it is your job to figure out how to make it work in the confines of you know your local meta or the greater regional meta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what true dedication is, mm-hmm. and collaboration yeah. is key. And yep. and what we're what we're saying is every time that we make fun of somebody for saying you just have to play it right, don't get mad at us. Fucking prove us wrong. Go to re- yeah. go to regional. Unless you're Murakumo. The, real, the gonna... real problem with the you just have to play it right people is they actually just don't explain ever what playing it right really means. I have a pale moon deck that can attack eleven times, but I'm not going to 14, tell you actually. what it is. But like, <laughs> oh, yeah, fine times. then. Keep your secrets. <laughs> I, I think it's about time to retire that joke because you can actually attack eleven times in pale moon now. Look. First of all, it was more than eleven. Second of all, no, it's still hilarious. <laughs> is that the is that the song star loop? No. Uh, well, at the time, there was no such loop. Yes. Mm. They... So somebody on Reddit uh, <laughs> claimed that they could make some extraordinary amount of tax in Pelman, which mm-hmm. using some old ancient card, which doesn't exist, by the way. This is from uh, like uh, it's from like Rummy Labyrinth four years ago. Now yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, Did it involve Gun Salute Dragon? No. No. Okay. So he then was like, but I can't tell you because it's my competitive deck and I don't want the secret out. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> it's Vanguard. The card pool is like limited to a degree. People are going to figure it out. No point. Yeah. It, it, it was the Vanguard <laughs> version of My Girlfriend Lives in Canada, basically. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> We will never let this meme die, even if Pale Moon can, in fact, attack 11 times now. Yeah, that guy's awesome. I like the What's idea of that dude, he, he, like, listens to the podcast, and he knows it's him, and he has to carry that secret with him for the rest of his life, but he's not going to tell anybody. What's, what's in there? Pale Moon 11 attack combo. Can I see it? No. <laughs> Only I can look at it in this hat. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 uh, and in the deck box is, is the embarrassing picture of Spongebob at the Christmas party. <laughs> and and I know, and we kind of, <laughs> and I know I, I kind of memed on it, but really, like, collaboration is super key. I know that I would not have been able to do as well as I did if not for the help of the community and the people I traveled with. Um, so, you know, absolute shout-outs and props to them. That's my yeah. favorite part of regionals is that Friday night. Where, you know, you already got to your destination, you're in the hotel room or whatever, and you're just talking shop. Mm-hmm. And testing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's my favorite part of any regional. If, uh, if anybody's listening and they have not gone to a regionals, if you have, if you have the funds or means required to go, I highly encourage it. Because mm-hmm. I, 
I haven't really had a bad experience in regionals in terms of like, you know, I'm talking mostly about people can criticize the way it's run. I think it's run pretty adequately, but like the people and the environment there, um, really, really, really good. Yeah. And, and, a lot of fun. and way better than Yu-Gi-Oh! regionals used to be. From <laughs> hang out with friends and play cards. Yeah. Yeah. If you get a if you get a time ruled once in Yu-Gi-Oh in a regional, it just makes you just want to not. <laughs> Pretty my much. solution is not playing Yu-Gi-Oh. So. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that was my solution. In the only winning move is not to play. Yep. Thank you, yeah, War I, Games. I was, I was a huge Yu-Gi-Oh player back in the day, and I wouldn't say I really jump shipped from it to Vanguard. I played them both simultaneously, um, but. Um, yeah, the the um, I think Bushiro treats their players a little better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was a Magic player for most of my life, and then I started playing White Schwartz, and then I played Vanguard <laughs> after that. Imagine playing a game and getting rewarded for clan loyal. Mm. Insane. What was that? <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh players don't get to experience that. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you can I play Dante got... for how many years? Uh, <laughs> fun, funnily enough, that was the that was the deck I played <laughs> for like five years. <laughs> Still can. They refused to Dante for so long. I was playing play. Yu-Gi-Oh during the time where every deck had a Stardust Dragon in it, just because. You and me both. Oh, I, I I was from Teledad to Insectors. That was my tenure in Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm. 2008 to 2012. It was uh, it was hell. All right. I remember is that moment where we've gone so far off topic, we're in, like, other card games now. <laughs> so, so, what you're saying? So, what I'm saying is what? Oh, no, go on. I was just going to say, uh, I think that about does it for this episode of Nexus at Night. Nem slash Kramer, uh, where can people find you out there on the internet for things you have? or So, show? um... Uh, you'll see me probably posting more often on Facebook, and then so I have a I, I have a YouTube channel. It's outdated content. We'll get back to it maybe eventually. It's for our team called Hive Mind Vanguard. Um, you'll you'll can see some other podcasts, some some clan primers that we've done at the start to middle era of standard. Um, so that that kind of gives you an idea, of maybe not of like just like the thought that. Um, our team and community puts in the game. So, yeah. Cool. And what about Matt and Rootbeer? You can find me at Wigamus 2 gs 2 zs on Twitter. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse on Twitter. Um, and then you can find me personally at Atlas Novak on Twitter or Instagram, or you can find this show on Twitter or Instagram at Nexus at Nights. And I have recently started posting more memes and stuff, so... Enjoy that on the Nexus Twitter. And so, you're a card now. Yes, I'm a card. <laughs> literally, okay, for the so, second time. Well, there was Matt has two cards named after him. He's got like a dimensional robo pilot Matthew, mm -hmm. and then Matt the mm -hmm. Ghosty. And, Matt the Ghosty's lame though. I know. Well, so is uh, Machining Beat Atlas. So we're even. And, <laughs> oh <laughs> man, when when I played Thavis, I was excited when a card named Alex came out and it was a really good stride. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there are any cards named Alvin, but if if there's ever one that's like practitioner of root beer, I, I will like literally die. At, I highly happiness. doubt it. I highly doubt it also, but a boy can dream. Mm -hmm. Until next time, I was It will never happen. 
I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And I'm them. And have a good night, everybody.